See, that's what I hate about StreamYard. God damn it. All right, we'll turn that off. How is it sounding now? I should have double-checked that. I don't even have the thing going. How's it sounding now? So is it the music's just too loud, huh? Hmm. The track is overpowering. See, that's the thing. Eh. Okay. Okay. How's it looking? How's it sounding now? Should have clicked on. Hold on. Loud and clear. Okay. Thank you, Fire Mutt. Yeah. See, that's the thing. StreamYard. Ugh. So, Dave, the track is overpowering. So, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I think we're good now. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, how's it going, Max? Good to see you. All right, we're better now. We're in better. All right, everybody's saying we're better. See, that's what I hate about StreamYard, man. When it comes to the uh, Streamlabs, I can, I can adjust all that. And I had it all adjusted where the background music was going to be, like, so loud. Ugh. Anyways, all right. Well, we're good now. We're good now. We're good now. Thank you guys for mentioning that. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, we're going to talk about, of course, what's happening in the DCU when it comes to the rumor that came out over the weekend about, I mean, I think a lot of us thought that that was going to be the case when it came to Dick Grayson being in Matt Reeves' The Batman Part Due, for sure. And then, uh, you know, so I wanted to, was like, all right, we'll talk about that and the fact that it's kind of crazy to think that, yeah, we're going to be getting two different Batmen. I know it's like Batmans, Batmen, Batman. I guess if you say Batmans, it's more like you're pluralizing the uh, the uh, the IP, the actual brand of Batman. But if you're going to actually do, you know, the right grammar thing would be Batmen. And then, of course, you know, having now two Robins, two different Robins, which is interesting. That's what's interesting. And just seeing people's responses to all that. I don't know. Being a Batman fan, I'm excited for it. And then, of course, we're going to talk about James Gunn's response to those controversial Facebook posts from 11 years ago about Batman 89 and Batman Begins. Even though he didn't really, it's like he responded, but not really responded. That's what's funny about the whole thing is like, yeah, he didn't really respond, but he kind of responded. I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the box office, Blue Beetle and uh, other other movies that came out. I mean, obviously, uh, there's still we have a, we had a new movie come out this this uh, past weekend, which I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Equalizer three, but I didn't uh, get out to the movies because uh, daytime work kicked my ass and really dig the Equalizer movies. And those things are uh, doing very, very, very well. And uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about some Rebel Moon things because, you know, Zach has been talking about it, been doing some things and then, uh, you know, just other things that uh, which is great. What's going on? We got Mr. Everts here, too. Exactly. See, I'm with him. The more Batman, the better. Exactly. I mean, it's great. I mean, if you're going to take like the, your most popular IP, you might as well. Do both, especially when the first one was a hit, and then you want to do something else that has a more of a shared universe. Why not? Uh, Blue Beetle is a classic for everybody. Blue Beetle is the boss. There you go. Hey, we got your magic right here. Always good to see you, bud. Always great to see your videos on Instagram, too. So, Blue Beetle movie was a good movie. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But, anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get to it. Like I said, well, first off, before we get to it, we did, uh, I do want to say that, that, uh, over the weekend, well, well, into today, we we lost two uh, we lost two icons in the music industry. We lost two two people 
um and pretty you know pretty sad one was more one is more sad than the other i mean first off we lost jimmy buffett but it, we, we know that guy lived a very full life but yeah jimmy buffett died over the weekend so i have my little uh vodka mule that i was drinking on uh, the vodka stream on friday so cheers to jimmy buffett wow i forgot how full that was jesus and then of course we got steve harwell the lead singer of smash mouth died today at 54 man and that's that one was way too young for sure and i mean being a, a kid you know growing up in the 90s and whatnot obviously smash mouth i mean you listen to smash mouth like crazy it was all over the place i mean it's hard not to i mean like when it comes to the lyrics and and certain songs that just stand out and yeah it's uh so cheers to to him pouring out one you know cheers to him too so condolences to uh, all their families and friends and everything but uh yeah far too soon far too soon when it comes to when it comes to steve uh, jimmy of course you know he's also a legend too and uh i know a lot of like baseball games and everything were showing their uh you know they were basically honoring him uh, before the games and everything like that so yep hey now you're an all-star i mean jesus somebody wants i mean just how many times have you seen like a tiktok video or a short video that uses the somebody wants told me you know you always you hear that a lot so two icons may they rest in peace and condolences to their family and friends for sure all right guys let's get to it let's get to these tweets we're going to start off, obviously, you know, since it's Monday show and thank you for, you know, still joining, even though it was like an hour late Labor Day. I contemplated not having a stream today because it was Labor Day. Didn't have a DC fan animated last night because it was like, nah, I'm not going to be home. I'm going to I'm going to I'm not I don't want to I, I want to get out of this place. And so, you know, of course, spent some time with the uh, Miss Nighthawk and we, um, you know, had some fun over the weekend ate a bunch of junk food and good food and all that stuff. So I was like, all right, no DC Fanimated, but DC Fanimated will be happening next week. We'll be back for season two of Superman, the animated series, which will be great. So looking forward to that. But uh, but yeah, so then when I got home, I mean, first off, it was like an adventure just to get home because Labor Day traffic. Jesus Christ. There was that and then a bad accident on the normal way I went home. So I was like, all right, better push it to uh, seven o'clock. So thank you guys for clicking in on the uh, hour late show. But anyways, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to some of these tweets right here. And we're going to start off with uh, another thing that was uh, going on today or that was going on when it comes to at least um, rumors and a certain movie that was coming out. Deadpool 3. Ben Affleck, Daredevil, apparently ain't going to happen now. I saw this, saw more than one person post about it. I mean, obviously, when you got your uh, scoopers out there. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to Deadpool 3, it seemed like it was just one of those, it was just going to be one of those things where it's like, why not just have everybody in it? When it comes to Deadpool 3, it's going to be parroting the multiverse, and it's going to have just some random people in it i mean anybody who's put on a marvel costume hell i wouldn't even be surprised if somebody uh people who put on a dc costume is going to be showing up in this but apparently according to mr rpk despite being spotted on set which is weird 
when they say it like that, despite being spotted on set, Ben Affleck will not repri- will not be reprising his role as Daredevil in Deadpool 3. So if he was on set, is just Ben Affleck going to be in it? Are they going to make fun of the fact? Are they going to do like a meta thing? Is there going to be something when it comes to that? So that's what I'm kind of wondering. If he was spotted on set, I'm just kind of thinking like, all right, so... Sounds like Ben Affleck's going to be in it, but he's not going to be showing up as Matt Murdock. And the fact that maybe because he's been in the DC universe and the Marvel universe, maybe there's going to be some kind of joke revolving around that, I'm guessing. That's my guess. Could be wrong, but you never know. That's what I'm thinking. I think Ben Affleck's going to be in it, but it's not going to be, he's not going to be, you know, wearing the, the tight leather. He's not going to be wearing that costume, even though I will say that the Daredevil costume, his Daredevil costume, pretty awesome. I actually liked his costume. And again, the director's cut is better than the regular, the theatrical. Naturally, it is better. But, uh, you know, I thought the costume was actually uh, not too shabby, not too shabby. And I like some of the things that were in that movie. But yes, it's going to be interesting. Maybe they'll do something where it's like, yeah. Yeah, like you said, Eric, maybe it'll be something like they could play on the fact that he was Bruce Wayne and Matt Murdock. Maybe there'll be something like that has to do with that of him being in both universes. Could be something like that. Again, when it comes to Deadpool, they could do whatever they want because it could just be straight up parody and they can bring back, you know, whoever wants to come back or whoever, whoever they can get, essentially, so. Speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Gwyneth Paltrow does not give a shit about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's done. She's done. She don't care. Because according to Variety, Gwyneth Paltrow, on if she would return as Pepper Potts, because naturally, anytime you're in a CBM and your character is no longer within that universe... He still asks the question, hey, do you think like somebody, you know, you think that you could return to whatever the fuck? And when it comes to Pepper Potts, she said, stop yelling at me. We just stopped doing it because Iron Man died. Why do you need Pepper Potts without Iron Man? I don't know. Call up Marvel, yell at them, not me. It just kind of shows you right here that she was like, yeah, yeah, she took the gig, but she didn't care. Remember, I think there was like another article that came out a while ago that's that she didn't even remember like which which movies that she was in somebody asked her like how she felt about being in this movie i think it was maybe like spider-man homecoming or something like that she didn't even remember but that but then you got to realize that some of these actors and actresses don't care that they're in these movies they don't take it seriously as much as they're supposed to take it seriously because it's like, you know, there's no reason to get offended by this, obviously. But some people do because obviously some people treat this like religion. But I'm just kind of saying like, I'm just what I'm getting at is like, she doesn't care. Just like I think Lawrence Fishburne probably doesn't really care either. I think he forgot that he was in a Marvel movie because, well, that was one of the worst Marvel movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second Ant-Man movie. Um, so... But we got to remember that some people are just here for a paycheck and it's a nice paycheck because it is Marvel. Now, she did a great job when it came to her and Robert Denny Jr. They had a great chemistry and everything like that. But, yeah, stop asking her. We don't need Pepper to show back up. There's no reason. There's no reason for her to show back up. Why? We don't need Pepper Potts again. Again, Tony's dead. 
But then again, down the line, who knows when it comes to like a secret wars kind of thing, maybe I'll throw some money at her to show back up. But yeah, she's, she don't care. She don't care, which is good. Fine. You know, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Whatever. She collected her paycheck. She got paid. And then did you guys see this? Did you guys see the, uh, the new, uh, toes, uh, Godzilla minus one trailer that showed up today. Oh boy. This looks pretty damn amazing. Not going to lie. And yeah, when I watched this, I watched this earlier today. I was like, Ooh, goosebumps. But this trailer looks really good. Oh boy. Look at that. Look at all that. But there's like one specific shot that I saw in here. There's like a certain shot where I was like, wait a minute, that looks familiar. Devastation. Look at all that. That shot right there. Godzilla going underneath a ship. This is a shot from Godzilla 2014. You guys remember that? When you see God, like Godzilla is, of course, like showing up to the, uh, to the coast. And then obviously there's like ships like in his, in his way. So he goes underneath the ships and there's that awesome shot that looks like this. That's what that I was like. Oh, shit. They took a page. They took a page out of Mr. Edwards. It was Gavin Ed, uh, Gar, Gareth Edwards, right? Um, I always get him and Gavin O'Connor like mixed up. But yes, they took a shot from like that, even though that shot was like the way that they the way that they shot that in uh, Godzilla 2014. I was like, whoa, such a cool shot. But I was like, cool. They kind of did that similar right here. But yeah, this looks pretty damn awesome right here. Looks pretty good. We won't watch the whole thing. Hopefully you guys checked it out, but I thought that looked pretty cool. Um, don't need that one. All right. Okay. Giancarlo Esposito. Who do you think he should play in the DCU? I asked people this and I was kind of wondering, I was like, who should he play now? Obviously like he always plays the villain. It seems Mr. Esposito always seems like he's the villain. I mean, I think a lot of he's been, you know, he's been around for a bit. I even I mean, he's been around for a bit, but people got to know who he is, obviously, when it comes to Breaking Bad and being Gus and uh, Breaking Bad. So apparently when uh, right here, we got this video right here at Comic-Con. I forgot which Comic-Con it was, but uh, sitting here right here, this is what he had to say when it came to talking with James Gunn and talking about the DCU. What? Let's hear it again. Oh, okay. So who should he play? Now, immediately when my brain goes to, well, if he plays a villain, I thought, well, I think he could be a good Lex Luthor. But maybe that's too much like his character. Uh, maybe not too much like his character in the boys, but somewhat, I guess, you know, and I was like, even having conversations with people, I'm like, you think it's Lex Luthor could be Lex Luthor. And a lot of people were, when I posted my tweet about this, they were like, well, what about Martian Manhunter? 
that was like uh, another one that was out there too. So it was, yeah. So, uh huh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, was it muted? All right. Yeah. There was no audio on that clip. Hold on. Let me do that again because this whole thing right here. God damn it. Hold on. Let me do this again. Oh, okay. So it can't. Well, that's dumb. See, this is why I don't like StreamYard. This is why I don't like StreamYard. I'm having technical difficulties today. Let's see. All right. Well, let's just do it like this again. We'll play it again. There we go. And we'll play it again if you want, since it didn't like apparently didn't uh, play right here. I had been talking to James Gunn about the possibility about being in a movie. So who knows? It could happen soon. There you go. That's what he said. He talked to talking to James Gunn and uh possibility being the DCU. So yeah. So what are we thinking? Come on, give me your uh give me your uh as as opposed to yes. Okay, so give me your uh who do you think he should play in the DCU? I'm thinking like I think he will he would be a good Lex Luthor, but I don't know if that's gonna be happening. But it always you always go right to the villain, but hmm, he's playing crypto. I like that. Alfred, eh, Mr. Nobody, if you think he uh, playing Alfred, you realize in society nowadays that would not look good. <laughs> that would not look good. There would be backlash for sure. If he was playing Alfred, the servant to the rich white man. Okay, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Definitely not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. There you go. See, Max has it. Some people were saying this too. What if he was playing Brainiac? At least, you know, I mean, I don't know. They would obviously do mocap and whatever the hell, but that voice would be pretty cool. Victor Stone's dad, Silas Stone. Nah, remember, there's no mention, no talk about, about Victor Stone or Cyborg quite yet. And to me, that's just like, and eh, that's like too, that's too, as much, I mean, he's pivotal, obviously, to the story, but I, I don't think it would be anything, I don't think it would be that. I think that, to me, it almost sounds like it's it's going to be a hero or a villain, not not somebody like, you know, that's not somebody's father or something like that. I don't think so. But Brainiac, Lucius Fox, I don't, I think, I don't think Lucius Fox either. But then again, if Lucius Fox definitely does have a pivotal role when it comes to Batman Brave and the Bold. Sure. But I don't see that either. I just kind of see like one of the heroes, one of the villains, one of the heroes, one of the villains. That's me right there. So I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But your guess is as good as mine. Obviously, they can't talk about certain stuff. But if they're already having conversations, it almost seems like it's Superman. That's what's so interesting about this is like, okay, is it Superman? He's going to be, is he going to be in Superman? Because that's the movie. That's really the only movie that's really got something behind it. The Superman. That's why I'm thinking he's going to be in Superman. That's why my brain already goes to either. Well, Brainiac or Lex Luthor. Maybe something's already been cast, but since the strike is happening right now, and maybe it wasn't like a done deal or something like that, Maybe they can't even talk about it because of the strike. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. We'll see. All right. Let's go back to this. Sorry. We'll do we'll do it like this instead. Okay. Just got to remember 
the way that StreamYard works. God, I don't like StreamYard. I don't like StreamYard. What's going on, Tet? Good to see you. All right, let's bring up this. I wanted to get everybody's take on this because I thought this piece of concept art, when it came to the new Superman costume, I thought this was actually pretty sweet because a lot of people go back and forth, especially when it comes to the Red Chonies. The Red Chonies. Is it going to have Chonies? Is he not? What's going on when it comes to the Red Chonies? So I thought when I saw this come across my feed and saw people responding to it, it was actually kind of interesting because I saw some people actually really praising this art right here. So. Look at that. Not too shabby. And of course, it does have the red chonies. And then when it comes to this concept art, which is by, of course, this person right here, Kaibar, comic book illustrator. How will James Gunn and David Cornsweat make a costume from 1938 look good in 2025? Let's keep it all. Let's keep all the classic elements and try to make it work. And you, how would you see your ideal costume? So it's like, all right, so we got a costume right here that does seem like it's updated, but not. It keeps all the classic elements. You got the classic S, you got the classic belt, and you got the chones, but it's got a it's got a sleek and shine to it to make it more modern. You know, it's it so having that balance element of old and new, which is probably what James Gunn is actually gonna go for because it's literally called Superman Legacy. So you got the legacy of Superman that's going to have to be incorporated into the costume. So which elements do you take? I don't know. I think this is pretty sleek. I like it. I mean the boot I mean it's it's not too bad, but I mean I will always say the chonies, nah. I'm still an anti-choney guy. I don't want the chonies unless somehow they can make it work. But, yeah, I don't really like the chones. I like the belt. That's why I liked about, that's what I liked about when it came to Man of Steel. It kind of had a belt logo, like the little, you know, the oval of the belt kind of built in the suit. But this drawing, not bad. Not bad at all. Really not bad. Bring, see, Mr. Everts wants to bring back, back the chonies, man. But like I said, you have to make it work. That's the thing. You have to make it work. Like, I'm not about the chones, but if they can make it work, so be it. Remember, Zack Snyder wanted to bring back the chones before they landed on the Man of Steel costume, but he wanted the chones to come back, and he was trying to, and I'm I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, some of those concept art, the concept art from Man of Steel when it had the chones, but yeah, man. But we'll see. But they need... but. The, the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway that I took from this concept art was the fact that you it's called Superman Legacy. So you have to honor the legacy of Superman. So we have to have some older elements within it and then you have to update it. So that's what I dug about this drawing right here. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But a very, very uh, awesome concept art right there. And I like it. And then I wanted to bring up this, too, because I thought this poster was fucking awesome. Now, I didn't really care about the, the, the question that was put out here by the Hollywood handle. Would you like to see Sasha Kaye back as Supergirl and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? Because everybody who quote tweeted it, they did the, the same thing because they were like, well, if they're recasting other people, they should recast her. Clean slate. Everybody had to say that. But I went like 
this is a fucking awesome poster. You know, and whoever made this, I can't, you know, there's a name right here. So I apologize that I couldn't really like, I don't know exactly who made this poster, but this is a, this is an awesome poster right here. I just saw the poster and I was like, wow, that's pretty sweet right there. Look at that. Such a freaking awesome poster. Really like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see if she returns. I don't think she will. Doesn't seem like she will. But, uh, you know, I just was really like, hey, you should see this poster, guys. It's pretty freaking awesome. And then we got this right here. Let me go ahead and switch this. Well, no, we don't need audio for this. We don't need audio for this, but I wanted to see because we have an extended sequence from The Flash. That's right. When they were breaking in to break out Supergirl, we saw that obviously we have young Barry who has the powers and regular Barry does not have his powers. So there's something that happens. Obviously, we've got a bunch of soldiers that start firing at them. So there was actually the first bullet before many bullets start firing at them. They actually had an extended sequence that is on the bonus features for uh, the Blu-ray. And this was it right here. And it was pretty interesting because... I saw some people go like, why did they cut this down? Why didn't they? To me, cool. I like the idea. I'm like, I could see why they cut it down. It goes on a little too long, but it is cool because it really shows a lot of that bullet time stuff. And I love the fact that we got the uh, we got the mocap PJs. That's right. That's how they made Ezra Miller's butt look fantastic. We talked about that last week when those images came out. Which, you know, we saw the normal practical costume, which was a little, you know, had some creases in it. Not as, you know, shapely around the uh, uh, the, the buttocks, the gluteus maximus, you know. So obviously he's wearing the mocap PJs right here. But yeah, it goes on a little long. This scene goes on a little long. But I like some of the concepts. and Trying to stop it. So you got young Barry, who doesn't know his powers yet, trying to stop a bullet. So I dig that. I love that. He gets that and he tries to pull it. Not a bad sequence, but it does last a little long. And then you got the stand-in actor right there. And then he tries to use his shovel to stop the bullet. And there we go. We got some VFX in there right there. Some previs trying right there. I always like that, too, when we see, like, the... Uh, the workings of the VFX right there, but I thought pretty sweet. So there you go. And then of course, then he moves them out of the way. So yeah, it's a little long. I could see why they cut it down, but I do like some of the concepts that are in there. And I like the fact that we get to see what was going on there, but so there, there you go. So if you have, obviously, if you have the, uh, you know, the physical copy of the flash, which, you know, nowadays, Physical media is coming back for sure because this whole streaming stuff is just getting pretty crazy. So, yeah, get physical, but let's get physical, physical. Just saying. All right. So there you go. So there's that. And what else? I think that's pretty much it when it comes to the tweets. All right. Let's go ahead and get back to that. All right. Okay. So I'll move that. I think Dave is being paid. I'm being paid for what? What are we talking about? You guys still talking about what? Let's see. What? What is everybody talking about? Huh? 
Dave, what's up in chat? Good to see you, Darkness Under the Wind. Can't stay, but, uh, you know, thank you for saying hi, of course. Oh, we're still talking about chonies. We're talking about the Superman chonies. Is that what's going on? Since Sasha, Sasha's Kara has literally introduced an via multiverse idea, why not? Yeah, I mean, they might. You never know. Imagine being a superhero in 2020 in a world where superheroes don't exist and your mom wants you to put underwear outside of your suit. What the fuck? Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, if you can make it work, you can make it work. You can make it work. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's see. And you think I'm being paid. Okay. So the deleted scenes are, yes. There's some, well, deleted extended scenes, you know. There's some of those deleted. Of course, there's going to be, that's what they put on that stuff. They're going to have deleted scenes. You're stuck on the other guy's butts. All right. Uh, I'm still on an advocate. Yeah, as we should be. We should all be. I mean, like I said, when it comes to what's happening in the streaming world, it's good to just get physical media, do it. I mean, I've always like I, I adapted to the digital world streaming and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's time to really get into that physical into that physical world. So, all right, let's talk about the main topic. So. Over the weekend, there was a rumor that came out that, yes, Dick Grayson is, in fact, going to be showing up in the Batman part. Duh. This, of course, was from uh, a scooper, the My Time to Shine scooper. But at the same time, not really a scoop, because I think we all kind of assumed that Dick Grayson was going to have some kind of presence when it came to Matt Reeves' Batman. And when it comes to Matt Reeves' Batman, I was thinking about this earlier today and over the weekend was the fact that Matt Reeves' Batman part two and three. We know there's going to be a trilogy. So I'm thinking that when it comes to Matt Reeves Batman, I think this would be a great idea because it would save some money. And I think they should go this route because I think this is a good route to go is the fact that I think Bat the Batman part two and three filmed at the same time. That to me seems like the best idea because you can cut down the budget by doing that somewhat because I think just like you have already everybody there, you shoot for this amount of time, which is an extended amount of time, you get two movies out of it, just seems like the right way to go. And one of the aspects of the story that I was wondering was the fact that, and I know a lot of people did not like Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne all that much because it was like, yeah, he's emo, he's what the, what, what, what was this? And to me, I was like, well, this is a Bruce Wayne that doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne because we all know the duality of, Bruce Wayne and Batman is the fact it's like, which one is really him? And it's not the Bruce Wayne that you see. It's not the billionaire playboy. That's not really Bruce Wayne. I mean, Batman is more Bruce Wayne than anything, but technically you could say that there's actually three different personalities We've talked about this too, uh, when it comes to Bruce Wayne and all that. And like one of the best episodes of Batman, the animated series is when he's trying to save his friend Harvey Dent and really dives into that whole duality when it comes to multiple personalities and whatever. And he's just is stressing to try to help his friend. And I always thought that, all right, if they introduce a Harvey Dent into the Batman part two, why not take the approach, the newly revamped origin, you know, I think it was Scott Snyder that did it. I'm, I think I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was the fact that Bruce and Harvey were friends before. I remember in all-star Batman rebirth, they really dive into that, which I think that's a great story right there where they f constantly flash back because obviously Batman and two face are on this like, you know, road trip essentially. 
try to get him somewhere. And then, of course, all these other villains are trying to get him. Um, so it's like one of those kind of stories, but they flash back to even like they they go even further. Where it's like, OK, yeah, they were like they were friends as kids and whatnot. So I always thought that would be cool if Matt Reeves took that approach. And I thought, well, what, who better to lift Bruce Wayne out of his, you know, wearing sunglasses and being all dark and not wanting to be Bruce Wayne and not wanting to do all that and just wanted to be Batman. Who better to do that than an old friend like Harvey Dent? But then I thought, well, if they're going to do a Dick Grayson, maybe that's going to be the better approach of, hey, we can have Dick Grayson kind of just lift him out of this. And not to mention, if you think about what Matt Reeves based the first Batman movie that he did, he based, he based it a lot. I mean, obviously, we know Long Halloween was a huge inspiration. So then we have Dark Victory. Who's in there? Robin. So I think a lot of us already assumed that that was going to be the case. And then, of course, when it came to people responding to, especially when I tweeted out about this and I thought, who should play him? A lot of people were just like, is this going to get confusing? Because we're going to have now not just two Batmen in this DCU, even, even though one of them is DC elsewhere, but we're going to have two Robins now. And I'm like, well, it's going to be two different Robins. Now the general public is going to know more of the Dick Grayson Robin than the Damian Wayne Robin, but they're pretty damn distinct. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. The fact that we're going to get both. And I thought, okay, because I'm really curious how they approach the Damian Wayne story and what's going to be happening with that. But I'm also intrigued by how Matt Reeves will be approaching the Dick Grayson part of, you know, Robin. And, and when it comes to, like I said, if he does, in fact, do part two and three, obviously it's going to be one giant story. And hopefully they film it at the same time, because to me, I think that would actually help it save some money a little bit. But I'm just saying like, OK, so that doesn't mean that obviously he's going to be a central he's going to be crucial to the plot, but it's going to be like a subplot of like, OK, maybe Bruce, the fact that he's going to take in this child because it should be a child. Let's, let's face it. Let's not have a 25 year old Dick Grayson this time. Like they didn't Batman forever. We let's have somebody young that he could teach. And, and that there could be some interesting things that Matt Reeves can play with right there. And then you kind of makes you wonder what, what is that Robin costume going to look like too in Matt Reeves universe? But anyways, but I thought, okay, if he could do that there, and then we have this Robin and Batman over here, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I was thinking about how do, do they market that? Because yes, I know like they, uh, they're having two bat Batman movies, universes or whatever. Yes. That's going to probably confuse some people in the general public. And that's where you come in and me come in and we explain exactly what's happening. You know, here I am. This is what we do. Just, uh, you know, I'll update you on this. Obviously we do that. I mean, I've done that many, many times when it comes to these movies. You explain because, you know, I, we have the unique knowledge of the source material. But, uh, yeah, marketing is going to be interesting because if we see that there is like two different Robins. But at the same time, I think Matt Reeves, they're not going to market it as like, oh, yeah, we have Robin in this. Maybe it's going to be something that's going to show like Robin would show up in batman part three as opposed to part two dick grayson gets introduced we see all that kind of interest interested to see how he approaches the dick grayson story and the origin story and the circus and all that kind of curious to see what he does right there if in fact that is going to be the case obviously you got to take it with a whole you know grain of salt because it is from a scooper but um yeah the marketing is going to be, be very interesting because when it comes to the dcu batman that's going to be 
brave and bold, they could really market the shit out of the fact that it, it is a Batman and Robin story. And they could utilize the fact that it's like, yeah, it's not the Robin that you know. It's a different Robin. It's Bruce Wayne's son. So it is going to be interesting to see how that does. Um, but uh, I, I did, when I, um, when I posted my tweet, I said, who should play him? Who should play Dick Grayson? And then I, you know, would love to hear you guys' ideas too when it comes to who should play Dick Grayson and Matt Reeves' Batman. Who do you think should play uh, him? And, and then when it came to my tweets, I love, yeah, Mr. Chris Wong Swenson. Obviously, he said Nicholas Holt. Too soon. Too soon. Nicholas Holt. Ah. Good joke. Good joke. Austin Smith said Harry Styles. And I said, fuck no. No way. There's no way. Uh, Bill Jamie or Bill Jaime said, uh, Javen, or I think it's Javen Walton. Uh, apparently he was in euphoria. I've never watched euphoria, but I was like, but I remember seeing people cause he's like a kickboxer and everything. He's a young dude. I think he's like 17 or 18. I don't know who he is, but I thought he'd be better for Damien. But at the same time, it's like, well, he's already way past the age. So, uh, and then of course, uh, somebody was saying there was doubts and we'll talk about that a little bit. Nicotina said, Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Ha, ha, ha. Some people said, Timothy Chalamet. I'm like, nope. No, Tiff no Timothy Chalamet. Please stop it with the Timothy Chalamet. That's not going to happen. He already said he ain't not going to be joining that because apparently Leonardo DiCaprio told him, like, don't do a superhero movie. And I, again, it's like, that's just, no, no. Somebody said, Oaks. I think Oaks. Fegley. I don't even know who that is. Uh, somebody said me and I'm like, Hey, I appreciate that, but a little too old. Yeah. And, uh, what's that kid from the room? Uh, not, not, you know, the room room, whatever the heck with, uh, with, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, that kid, Jacob Traby or whatever the heck his name is. Somebody said, Sean Gunn, hilarious. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, again, that was like the most one. Someone said team Jacob reunion, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ryan Potter. But again, too old. Somebody else said, of course, team Jacob, what's his name? And, uh, somebody said me again, uh, 100% be black 50, 50 trans or nine binary. Okay. Yeah. There would be no controversy there. Somebody said George Clooney. Somebody said somebody from the, I don't even know who that is. I guess I should share. I don't know. There's somebody from uh, that one show right here. Uh, this dude right here. I forgot who that is. I don't know who that is. He seems like he could fit the role right there. So something like that too. <laughs> so there's that, but yeah, so getting everybody, let's see. Yeah. Jacob, uh, Tremblay. That's right. That's right. Somebody was saying him, but I think he's already too old too. That's the thing. We got to think these kids ain't getting, uh, any younger. So unknown actor I'm with Phil. Yeah. Unknown actor. I totally agree with that. And yet Jason Todd never, I know, but, but Stephanie T you got to remember that the DCU Batman is already well-established and there's going to be bat family stuff. So there is a, I think there's going to be a Jason Todd for sure in the DCU. It's just like, you know, obviously we hopefully in the DCU there's, you know, obviously if we're already at Damian Wayne, there should be a Jason Todd and a Tim Drake in there somewhere. Hopefully they have that. We can have this bat family. Hopefully that'll be the case. So, but yeah, I'm going with an unknown actor. I mean, in yeah, I don't even know who exactly who that is. 
Uh, Asher Angel, no, not him. Come on, he's already too old too. He's already too old to be Billy Batson, for shit's sake. Maybe the kid from Adam Project. Okay, not too bad. Um, but again, I think it's going to be, be someone relatively unknown. Dave, what do you think of Edward Furlong? Quality there again, <laughs> Edward Furlong. But um, uh, yeah, if we pull him out from the past, if somehow we can get that device from Skynet, go back in time, yeah. But he seems more of a Jason Todd type. If you wanna, I wanna get really detailed and all that. So, but uh, yeah. So that's what everybody was kind of saying when it came to at least my tweets. Uh, let's see. Somebody else said, I don't, I don't really care. I'm about over this C CB stuff. I'll just watch my faves and call it a day. So why are you responding? I always love it when people, when I ask a specific question and somebody just goes, you know, what? I don't really care because of this, that, and this. I'm like, okay, well, you kind of care because you cared enough to respond to the tweet. And that, and it's like, okay, if you don't really care, then don't fucking respond. Move on, move on for God's sakes. It's like, I was asking a specific question. If you don't care, don't respond. Boy, you gotta love it. People, they're like, I don't really care, but I want to let you know exactly how I feel. I don't care. I don't care. If you don't, if you're not going to give me an actual response, I don't care. I just don't care. Okay. That's the way I look at it. But anyways, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, when it comes to, uh, you know, Matt Reeves' Batman, that's coming out first. God knows when we're going to get this uh, DCU Batman. That's going to be pushed. I mean, we're probably not going to get that till 2027, 28. I don't know. It's with the whole strikes and everything, pushing everything back. We're not going to get that for a bit. So we're definitely going to get Dick Grayson first. And I'm very, very curious how Matt Reeves is going to approach that story what tweaks, what, and when it comes to what's going to be inspired about that, it's going to be Dark Victory. So if you've read Dark Victory, you can imagine there's going to be something similar to that storyline when it comes to Batman and Robin. But I don't see Matt Reeves just like, you know, having Robin right away. Like part two is going to have Robin. Maybe at the end, something's going to happen to part two. But again, I just have this feeling that they're going to do part two and three because it's just seems like Matt Reeves has been working on this whole his whole universe for so long. The Batman came out last year, year and a half ago, and we're not going to be getting the Batman part two is supposed to start filming in March. But that who knows if that's going to happen with all the strikes. And I just would not be surprised if they announce that they're going to they're going to film both at the same time. And to me, that just seems like the smart way to go. Just film them both out, you know, at the same time, do like eight months, nine months of shooting, just get it all done. So then you have it right there. You have it in the can and you don't have to worry about, you know, getting everything, you know, another crew together and doing all this, just do it all in one shot. That's what I hope, but we'll see. We'll see. The next Dick Grayson is on Disney kids TV show. You might be right. You actually might be correct on that. It could be. Actually could be. Walker Skullbell. That's who it is. Yeah, he's also rumored for, uh, yeah. They said that, well, it's not, it, it was funny because the rumor is there's going to be Kid Pole in Deadpool 3, which probably will be. Um, and then everybody was just like, kind of just saying like, oh yeah, what about Walker Scobell? Because he was young Ryan Reynolds in the Adam project. Why not have him do it? And apparently Ryan Reynolds liked a tweet that said that. So wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised, but anyways, 
So moving along. Ah, good stuff. James Gunn. Now, James Gunn, of course, we're, we're going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> it was controversial because we did do a lot of talking about those controversial Facebook posts about Batman 89 and Batman Begins, where he basically 11 years ago posted on Facebook that he did not really like those two Batman films and expressed why he didn't, well, specifically Batman 89. So we did a lot of talking about it back last week. And, you know, my overall thing is I didn't really care if that's how he felt. That's how he felt. No big deal. Uh, I'm sure he has some bad takes. Yeah, he definitely has some bad takes. I disagree because I love Batman 89. I love Batman Begins. So obviously some bad takes. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever. That was what he felt. That's what he said. Sure, whatever. But actually first, when it comes to Instagram, because now he, he's taken to Instagram when it comes to things now, because let's face it, when it comes to threads, people really still, okay. Anyways, threads, whatever. But he did take the Instagram to talk about Creature Commandos and seeing like how, okay, because everybody's kind of wondering, is Creature Commando still going to be coming out next year? Is it still going to happen because of all the strikes? But apparently, obviously, being animation, it is, in fact, going to be coming out. He said right here, quote, it's animated, so it's separate from the strike. We're working on it. I love it. I think it's going to be so different than what people expect. So already, when it comes to Creature Commandos, he's already trying to, you know, push it where it's like, yes, it's going to be something you don't expect. I'm looking forward to it. Kind of curious to see because I don't really know creature commandos really at all. So it's interesting. So that's what he said at first. And then of course, when it came to the controversial stuff of him and um, everybody just talking about it and then somebody posted about it. So then he took to Instagram to even comment about this little screenshot from animated times. Here it is right here. James Gunn has deactivated his personal Facebook account after his controversial Batman comics. And he said right here, what happens? And then the broad assumptions made by a cer certain sites haven't been on Facebook in a long, uh, in so long, I don't even know how to answer the questions to get back on. So that wasn't just it. He did post this right here because he got apparently an email a while ago when it came to, because it, Facebook does send emails that say, it looks like someone may have accessed your Facebook account. Do secure your account. You'll need to answer a few questions and change your password the next time you go to Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. So that's what James Gunn was saying right there. So he didn't address what he said in those screenshots, which means... He still thinks that way, I'm guessing. And take it or leave it if you think that, okay, well, then there you go. He's He sucks and whatever. Sure, go ahead and think that to me. I don't really give a shit. It's like I disagree wholeheartedly, but it seems to me that since he didn't address what was said in there, it seems like he probably does still feel like that, which is kind of funny because now he's the DC Studios head. But... uh and then, of course, you could say, like, well, anybody could post a screenshot like that. You just take an existing screenshot, put your face on there, and blah, 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 and it could be whatever. But at the same time, again, it's like, really, who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. If that's the case, you think those were bad Batman movies, then, hey, let's see what Batman movie you give. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be fully him that's involved with it. There's going to be a director. I mean, Andy Muschietti, of course. So hopefully, Andy Muschietti can just really, like, all right. 
You're going to show us like, you're going to show us like a, a really cool Batman that's going to be in this world that has our obviously a bunch of heroes and metahumans. Then fine, let's see, let's see what we have right there. Let's see what 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 we get. Let's see what we get. So, yeah. So there you go. James Gunn addressing, but not really addressing, just addressing the fact that he didn't deactivate his Facebook account. Which, who knows? Again, who knows? I again, I don't care. Just make your universe, make a new Batman. And we'll see how it turns out. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's the way I'm looking at it, Jimmy Guns. Box office. All right, let's talk about the box office real quick right here. We'll get to Blue Beetle because it's interesting what's going on with the, the box office of Blue Beetle. But over the weekend, we did have a third movie in a franchise that was, of course, Equalizer, Denzel Washington. And here's the box office report right here. The Equalizer 3 did make $34.6 million right there. Not too shabby for the third entry into a franchise, you know, that has the genre of, you know, older actor kicking ass, which the other two Equalizers were fantastic. Looking forward to this one. $68.3 million worldwide. And apparently, according to box office, the third one actually had the best opening. And now we're sitting... It's sitting currently right now because of the extended weekend, 42.2 million domestic. So people went out to see Denzel Washington doing some kick-ass shit, which I can't wait to see. Apparently it's, you know, it's pretty good, good action, graphic action. Got to love that. But apparently, yes, this was like the best one in the franchise. You got to love that because even when John with John Wick, it seemed like it kept getting better and better. So it seems like the genre of older actors kicking ass Still needs to be a thing. Apparently, this is the last one in the Equalizer franchise. We got the last one of John Wick, so we're going to have to find somebody else. Ben Affleck, you're next. You're in your 50s now. Time for Ben Affleck to get his his time to shine when it comes to uh, old dude, older dude, kick-ass action. And, of course, Barbie came in second. Still kicking ass. Apparently, when it comes to Barbie, it's going to be out on streaming in, like a, I think, on the 12th I saw. But uh, still up there, 1.4, cool stuff. And then, of course, you have Blue Beetle, 41, 41.5 drops. So, man, still trying to root for the little guy. And, you know, the little guy is having a little box office drop weekend to weekend. And it crossed $100 million, <laughs> 104.4. You know, it's not enough to warrant a sequel or whatever. But I think it's enough, again, and we talked about this, I think it's enough to warrant that there will be, the character will be in the DCU. That's what I'm looking at it as. And I think that's how they're gauging it. It's like, yeah, the box office is not going to give a, a sequel to Blue Beetle, maybe, maybe, you know, a while from now. But I think the box office is showing that people like Jaime Reyes and like the Blue Beetle character enough to be like, okay, we could incorporate him into stuff. Obviously, we know the, the Booster Gold series is going to be a thing. There's going to be something when it comes to Booster Gold. So hopefully we can have something. There's obviously going to have to be something, right? That's going to be tied to that. If that even, you know, does come out, hopefully it does, because I would like to see something when it comes to Booster Gold. But yeah, we'll see. Stephanie T, you totally, I totally forgot. Ben Affleck already had something like that. The accountant totally forgot about the accountant. You're right. And there needs to be a sequel. God damn it. 
There definitely needs to be a sequel. So hopefully there will be. Please let there be. So anyways. Okay. Rebel Moon and Zack Snyder. All right. So we have some things, some more things. Again, like when it came to Gamescom and him talking about Rebel Moon in the trailer. I love that, again, that it wasn't all just coming at us in one shot. It's being peppered out. And that's the way to good. That's the way to do good marketing right there. When you have something that has an embargo, man, just stretch that out as much as possible. Because obviously, the day of Gamescom or in the Netflix, the Netflix thing that they had that where they showed the trailer and showed clips and everything, you could have just had all the all the websites and everything just like throw everything out in our faces all at once, and it just would have just been so much you know, to take in. But the fact of the matter is, it seems like things are just being peppered out there, which is good. That's good marketing. And I'm hoping they keep it like that, where it's like, yeah, just stretch it out. Don't just give everything all in one day or like two days, stretch it out. And we got some more things right here. First off, we're going to have Zach talking about the comments when it came to Rebel Moon right here. Hey guys, Zach Snyder, director of Rebel Moon. We're gonna go through a couple comments, people who saw the trailer, see what they have to say. This says, dude, this looks so fire. I guess a cool, youthful way of saying that looks cool. Looks like someone's going for some like production design nomination. That would be cool. So I don't know if you guys know anyone, but in a good word at the Academy, Mexico, always love Mexico, says Zach is on another level. I wonder what level that is. I hope it's, I hope that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. There's some comments from the USA. Freaking awesome. It's always cool. If you get extravaganza in a sentence, you've done well, in my opinion. You can match Zach. True. The level of Zach's visuals and cinematography. I shot the movie as well. I don't know if uh, everyone knows that, but thought I would continue my duties as a cinematographer. I had a really great time shooting it. One more from Brazil. Seems like this trailer has all the signature Snyder stuff in it. Hell yeah. I can't help myself. You know, if there's an opportunity for a little slow-mo, I'm not going to pass it up. So That's thank you guys. Slow-mo, really come cool. on. Hey guys, there Zack Snyder, director. So that's cool. So we had that right there. And then uh, we had some more. Uh, and then they talked about this. Zack Snyder confirms Rebel Moon logo is inspired by heavy metal. We've already talked about that, uh, the heavy metal logo. We already talked about that uh, last week, but you could kind of see the similarities. Uh, the first Rebel Moon logo we got was pretty cool because it was more like, eh, it was more like you had the blue, like, you know, like laser, I don't know. It was like it was it was different, but this one is more heavily inspired by heavy metal, which makes sense. Zach and Debbie both know the magazine is for sale. An acquisition by Zach could lead to heavy metal magazines set in the Rebel Moon universe. So not only is the logo heavily inspired by that, but they might be actually getting those magazines right there. So that's pretty sweet. And uh, this right here, Bang Zoom Animation Studio teases a top secret Zack Snyder project. The Zack Snyder, uh, the Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder was in the house cooking up a secret project at BZ. And he left his mark with a selfie in our lobby. We are excited to share with you what's in store. Thanks, Zack, for visiting our studio. What's that going to be? I'm intrigued. Gotta love that. We're still kind of wondering, like, when it comes to, of course, the other animation that's going to be coming out, Las Vegas and Twilight of the Gods. So that's pretty interesting. 
And speaking of uh, speaking of uh, things when it comes to Easter eggs and Army of the Dead and Twilight of Gods, it says right here, Zack Snyder teases an Army of the Dead Easter egg in Rebel Moon. Most curious was his mention of an Easter egg relating to Army of the Dead hidden in a scene in Rebel Moon, one which not only dives deep into the lore of Army of the Dead, but hints at a potential Zack Snyder multiverse. There it is. There it is. We suspected. We all suspected. We've talked about this. We talked about how it's all connected. The Snyderverse at Netflix could be all connected with each other. There was always a suspicion. Always a suspicion that that was going to be the case. Here's another quote right here. I think it's an experience of my relationship to the fans of the movies that I've made is that they're always seeing my cuts as like, okay, what's that? What am I going to learn in there, in those Easter eggs, in those Easter eggs and come at Easter time? What will those references, you know, what will be those references? Should Rebel Moon take off in fashion as, as big as Star Wars did? We may not be looking at further installments set just in the movie's world, but the entirety of Snyder's original filmography could become fair game for future stories. So hype levels way up there. Kind of curious of what that's going to be like. Could be connected. Who knows? Loosely connected, but we always suspect, you know, and then of course, like Stephen Colbert, <laughs> Mr. You know, Stephen, he, he, he knows exactly what it is. And he, of course, can't say anything. All he said was, People won't know what it is until they see Planet of the Dead. So I went, ah, shit. Well, that sucks. And then, of course, talking about shots of the trailer right here a little bit with Zach. Hey, guys, it's Zach Snyder, director of Rebel Moon. We're going to go through a couple shots from the trailer. In this scene, General Titus telling a story of something that happened to him in the past where he turned his forces against the forces mm -hmm. of the mother world because he was um, instructed to uh, do something that went against his morals as a general and as a soldier. He wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. The king yeah. rallying this new class of cadets who are about to go off to one of the many conflicts that the mother world has raging in the universe. And in it, raging. we see Sophia, and she's been given her commission. She says the mother world always encouraged them to take a lover so that when the sort of politics of the combat became too abstract, they would fight for their the person next to them. But of course, that doesn't work out well. Doesn't look like this it. is Tarek taming the Bennu, who is a the creature Bennu. from uh, Tarek's native world called Nuwadi. The rancher there has a Bennu that no one can ride. Tarek, he has experience with these creatures. He's able to do a little bit of a horse whisperer vibe with it, calm it down and ride it. We have this uh, Duna Bay sequence, come to meet Hermata, and they Hermata. do battle <laughs> in the sort of mines of Dagus, which is one of the planets Dagus that our heroes visit. If you notice, her arms are like these gauntlets, but they're actually, the sword's like metal heats up, and you can't hold them if you just have your normal hands, they'll just burn your hand off. So she has committed to using these swords by cutting her arms off, Ooh. and she uh, is able to use the swords. So freaking cool. I mean... Talk about just like, okay, can't do lightsabers, so do something like that where she cuts her arms off to have the gauntlets. I mean, we already kind of talked about that, but man, it's just so cool the way that, ugh, can't I even wait to see. Hey guys, it's Zack Snyder, director of Rebel Moon. Man, I cannot wait.
Cannot wait, cannot wait uh, when it comes to Rebel Moon and getting more details. And uh, I like how he broke down some of the some of the shots right there. Maybe you know, maybe we can get him to break down a little bit more when it comes to that trailer on a certain stream. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But just good stuff. Rebel Moon updates. Gotta love it. Hopefully you guys are excited about it. Let me know if you are. Obviously, hopefully you guys are, and uh, it's, it's gonna be good stuff. Just like Quentin Tarantino's movie. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to be something like that. How in the hell does something like Rebel Moon connect to a zombie franchise? MSGT, did you watch Army of the Dead? Pay attention because when it comes to zombies, it's not like the fact that are the zombies just, is it just a normal zombie movie where it just, you know, that. I mean, there's literally two freaking flying orbs that shoot up into the sky at the beginning. There's suspicion that something when it comes to Zeus, that he's not from this planet or the source of that is not from this planet. Okay. And then there's even times when like, when they're fighting each other, there's like cyborgs, there's like cyborg zombies. And then of course the whole crazy time loop thing, there's all kinds of things. So you already have like a time thing that could be associated to the multiverse. You have like these cyborg robot things and you have aliens. There's already aliens involved with it. So we're talking about that. You got to expand your brain. You got to expand your brain and think about it like that, that it's not just your generic zombie movie. It's not just the regular type of zombie movie. He put little things in there to indicate, even when you see that mural, you kind of just go like, huh, looks like that mural is something that has to do with space. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Got to think about that. Got to think about that kind of stuff. That's why, like, when we were breaking down, like, big time, when it came to when it came to uh, Army of the Dead, we've talked about many times, like, and then I think it was brought up on the Vodka stream as well, like, oh, what if this is somewhat connected to Rebel Moon? It seems like it'd be something. And then he literally, you know, the next movie is called Planet of the Dead. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm very just intrigued. I'm very much intrigued. All right, let's go to uh, Twitter questions. See what we have to guy, what you guys have to say on Twitter right here. Phil Philip, if uh, if Robin is in the Batman part, do what stories do you think they could use? Well, like I said, Dark Victory just seems like that's going to be very much it. That's the way I was kind of looking at it. Was like if if Long Halloween was Big time inspiration for the first Batman Dark Victory being the sequel. Might as well just go with Dark Victory. That's just, yeah, to me, it's just like, that's just the obvious choice when it comes to an inspiration for a Robin type story. Eric, I'll say this about Gunn's apparent attitude about the Keaton Batman films. If his issues is too much camp, isn't that actually a good sign for everyone worried about him filling the DCU with MCU humor? Good point. Good point, Eric. Very good point. Seems he want, wants his universe's Batman, et cetera, to be taken seriously. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be some fantastical elements, which I'm all about because we've had grounded bat Batmans before, you know, obviously with Christopher Nolan and uh, what's happening right now, of course, with um, Matt Reeves. Very much grounded Batman. When it comes to Ben Affleck's Batman and Zack Snyder's Batman, there was grounded elements, but there was also fantastical elements. So I would, I actually would prefer if they could 
capture that again, where it's like grounded yet fantastical. But I think they're going to go a notch above what Zack Snyder did with Batfleck and have it just a little bit more, fan, you know, probably more of how Batfleck was in The Flash. I mean, that was that got pretty fantastical with that chase sequence. So it's going to bring probably something like that. Maybe they'll dial it down a little bit. I don't know. Mr. Wooter. Hey, Dave. How are your thoughts about the authority cast? Can war oh, yeah, that's right. There was the uh, that whole rumor right there. Uh, I'll pull that up in a little bit. Let's pull that up because I totally forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me, actually. It's playing the main villain, some multiverse. He was using uh, Batman Begins. Do you think Godzilla and Kong will be friends and allies? And for Yeah, they'll probably do something like that where they band together. But yeah, we'll pull up that because I totally forgot about that. We talked about it briefly uh, on the Vodka stream, but we'll talk about it a little bit more right there. But Mr. Nobody, hi, Dave. They re-released They Live for its 35th anniversary in theaters. I still think they should make a TV show adaptation of the film, especially how relevant it is today's climate. The truth is out there. I completely agree. That is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movies. John Carpenter just, you know, he just really nailed it with that movie. Number two, do you think... It's possible that Gunn will roll Battenson into the DCU just like they did Daredevil from Netflix. Ah, you're taking from uh, from Chris Wong Swenson's tweet when he said, what if they MCU Daredevil Pattinson's? And I thought about that too. And I'm like, they shouldn't. And th if they do that, that would be a huge middle finger to Matt Reeves. Now, I obviously, I always said that that definitely was on the table. It was definitely on the table that they were considering pushing Robert Pattinson's Batman into the DCU because obviously they don't have a lot, you know, money is an issue. But that would be a huge FU to Matt Reeves. And you don't want to do that. The first Batman that he did did make money. It made money. It was a critical darling. It uh, got nominated for things. It, you cannot fuck that up. You just really can't. And the sequels have potential to be doing big business for sure, just because they stand by themselves and people do prefer to have their CBMs darker and a little more adult oriented. And you can have the fantastical, more, you know, family type of stuff when it comes to the regular DCU. So I just don't. And if they do that, that would be people. It would it would get backlash. I think it would. It is likely, I don't think so, but realistically, if they do a multiverse DC film, I say, sure, why not? They uh, could use, they also do Snyderverse as a cameo. Yeah, that's what we're all hoping for in the future, at least. Cooper Knox, I've seen the screenshot of Flash behind the scenes segment that featured a certain bald cap dude. And I'll be honest, he aged like, <laughs> he aged like 10 years with those gray cyborg sideburns. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that too. I saw that too. I did. He wasn't wearing a ball cap, did he? Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one. If Matt Reeves does introduce a Robin in his universe, will this truly lead to competition between his universe and the DCU? I don't think so. I think more Batman the merrier, to be honest. Question number two, as the Ahsoka show continues, would you want to see a flashback between her and Anakin in Clone Wars or his spirit in 
the present visiting her. I think they're going to do a flashback. I think we're going to see a flashback. Question three, would you rather have Peacemaker season two and the DCEU or have everything and everyone there? And I, I don't know. Question four, like when it comes to Peacemaker, that would be dumb if they just ended it all. I, I don't even know if I, I to, my, to be honest, I would not be surprised if Peacemaker season two does. I, I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe it will. And James going to said that, but it just seems like why at this point? I thought I thought the way that the first one was, it could just be its own thing. Do we need a season two? To me, I don't really feel like they do need a season two. After after this much time and everything that's happening, I don't think they need a Peacemaker season two. Question four, if Loki season two is mid or flat out disaster, do you think it's potentially be the end? Eh, I don't think it'll be the end of all that. Paul, how did Zack Snyder come up with the sound or the world engine in Man of Steel? And do you think the ships in Rebel Moon will sound similar? No, I don't think so. Oh, and what up? Uh, restore the Snyderverse. Uh, well, can we can we just have him build the new Snyderverse as opposed to restoring uh, uh, the, the other Snyderverse? I, I just don't get where that hashtag is even going right now because it's not, gonna, I don't know. Like, eh, who knows? But anyways, uh, no, I don't think they would sound, why would they sound similar? I don't think they're going to sound similar. We didn't hear that in the trailer, but, but anyways, so uh boop all right but um i'll bring up that one thing with the authority but one of the things that i wanted to uh to talk about is like yeah jeff johns showed up he showed up in the uh behind the scenes featurette when it came to the flash and i saw that kind of circulating around and i was like oh man i was like oh that there he is jeff johns interviewing and of course a lot of people were like look that's a that's not his real hair <laughs> It's kind of weird because he decided, all right, I'm not going to wear my hat. And a lot of people are like, why is this guy there? And I'm like, well, that, let's face it. He's not fully kicked out of the DC world. I don't think they're ever going to actually full on exile him from the DC world because it's Jeff Johns and he's written a lot of classic books. But the fact of the matter is when it comes to live action, he sucks, sucks really, really bad. But uh, when it comes to The Flash, yeah, I mean, just like in Wonder Woman, just like with Aquaman, he producer, writer, being a part of that. So, of course, he was incorporated when it came to a lot of that stuff. And then a lot of people were going like, well, wait a minute, DJ, mic drop DJ, how did, why did he do the visual effects if Jeff Johns was a part of it? Well, that's because when it came to Jeff Johns being there, it's like, yeah, he's of course, was going to be credited because he was always in the development process of the Flash movie, always part of it. All the way back to Green Lantern, he was. they were trying to develop a Flash movie after Green Lantern. So, he, of course, he was a part of that. He was, a part, of course, a part of the Green Lantern stuff. The fact of the matter is he was always going to be a part of that. So, naturally, when you see that behind-the-scenes featurette, that thing was probably filmed, what, three years ago? Maybe even more? It was filmed a long time ago. So, yes, he's still going to be behind the scenes, still going to be a part of it, but he's not going to be really, he's not going to be a part of all the, the DC film stuff. And yeah, good point when it comes to DJ wanting to be a part of The Flash when that asshole still works there. He wouldn't do it, but it sounds to me like the fact is, and I've actually had some conversations with people who worked on the film, Jeff Johns was not having any kind of creative input when it came to at least The Flash that we saw this year so 
take it with what you will. Yes, Jeff Johns is always going to be behind the scenes, but sadly, uh, sadly, that's the case. But uh, he's not going to be I don't think he's going to have too much to do when it comes to anything moving forward. And he didn't have too much to uh, too much input when it came to the to the flash, to Black Adam, to Aquaman, to to Shazam. Probably didn't have too much input. But then again, who knows? I don't know. I just know that there wasn't too much input from that guy. All right, let me see here. Um, the authority. Let's look at these real quick because I did forget about this. The authority. So, okay. Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but this is uh, when it came to this. Here it is, right? Oh, come on, share it. There we go. So this is what was released right here. It kind of doesn't make sense because we're not going to be hearing anything about this. I'm actually surprised that James Gunn hasn't debunked this. But then again, maybe that means it could be credible right here. But yes, Jenny Sparks, Kira Knightley, Apollo, Alexander Skarsgård, Midnighter, Sam Worthington, uh, Engineer uh, Kiki Palmer, Dr. Riz Hamad, and Hawksmoor as Gerard Butler. Now you got to take this with a grain of salt. Even the person who, even the person who, <laughs> even the person who put it out there said my source is 60%, usually about 60% correct. And I went, all right. I mean, it's better than 50. I guess that's a fresh tomato. So I don't know. Uh, somebody told me when they read that, that is involved in that world said Gerard Butler doesn't want to do CBMs anymore. So that's most likely not going to be the case, but who knows you throw some money at somebody and maybe they go, okay. So yeah, for my information, Gerard Butler, definitely not going to be in it. But then again, like I said, never know. And of course, when we see the authority for the first time, we'll be in Superman Legacy, which is kind of cool because you get a nice little brief introduction before you get the full on movie, which I'm curious how the movie's going to end up turning out. Curious who's going to actually uh, show that. But I don't know. I would not I would not I would not dive too much into that. I would not I would not take that with uh, I would take that with a huge grain of salt and some pepper. Too. I would take that with some salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. What a man, what a man, what a man. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Just right now, it just doesn't seem like likely that there would be something like that. So not saying, not trying to throw shade at the person who put it out there, but I'm just saying, eh, just to me, it doesn't seem like we should be talking about a rumored full-on ensemble cast for a movie that we're probably not going to get for like for another three years, maybe two years. But then again, they are supposed to show up in Superman Legacy. So maybe, uh, you know, there is that. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Some of those sound cool. But, uh, you know, for my information, it doesn't sound like the Gerard Butler casting is actually going to happen. Kiki uh, Palmer, eh, eh, we'll see, I guess. But why not? Uh, by the way, yeah, we already talked about the box office, Barbie. Yeah, Barbie, uh, Barbie uh, taking, taking the ring. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy that the two biggest and then we got Oppenheimer as well. That's going to that's like 850 million. So it just kind of shows you right here that, yes, the uh, the CBM drama is, you know, it's died down. It's died down. Definitely. When it comes to comic book movies, those aren't the big money makers now. It just kind of sucks because anytime something's a big money maker, all of a sudden all the studios just try to grab that now and now everybody's going to be trying to grab for video game property and toy property, which can kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so. 
Okay, so that's it, guys. That's it. And I'm going to play the music, but you know what I didn't do? I should turn it down. Here we go. I'm going to turn it pretty much down this time. That's what I did on Wednesday. Like Again, I'm trying to get used to StreamYard again until I can get my software fixed. But... Let's wrap this up. Appreciate you guys spending some time with me as always. Happy Labor Day. Feels weird. It almost feels like I don't even know what day it is now, but uh, hopefully you guys had a good extended weekend. Smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you want to become a member, do so. Join the Film Junkie family. And, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to chat with me, either like on the on the uh, members only chat on Wednesday. And then of course, when we do like the Patreon chat or the members chat, which is going to be coming up in a couple of weekends. I've just been too busy on the weekends to try to do that. So I think uh, maybe not this weekend, but definitely next weekend we'll do something when it comes to that. And uh, everybody else. Uh, yeah. Just smash that like thumbs up. Follow me on all the sock meds. Of course I got the Patreon up there too. Trying to put some bonus content on there. So check that out. You know, when I hear stuff from my end, I try to post it on there, give you guys a little, you know, not really scoop, but, you know, just what I'm hearing. I'm not trying to be a scooper. I'm not trying to be a scooper. All right, guys. Love ya. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. See ya.